and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello! Yes, it's me, Adam Chalk. I'm back again. It's Friday. We've almost made it to the weekend. It's just round the corner. But that must mean I'm here to review Impact Wrestling from Thursday night. And uh, <clears throat> not um, not the best show. <laughs> Let's be honest, but we'll go through it, and as always, I'd love to hear your views. I'll let you know how to give me those at the end. And the show starts off with Matt Cardona being shown to his private dressing room, Um, but the guy showing him, (coughs) he uh, thought that Cardona was Joe Hendry, so he sent him to the wrong dressing room. He then shows him to his own personal dressing room and it's basically a dirty closet. And then our first match was Brian Myers versus Dirty Dango. Uh, This was a qualifier for the Fatal 4-Way number one contendership match at No Surrender. There's some nice back and forth to start off the match. Dango seemed to get the better of the early exchanges. He gets a two off a leg drop. Uh, the fight went to the outside where Myers took control after sending him into the ring apron uh, and then into the ring post. Back in the ring, Myers was in full control. He hit a DDT, which got him a two count. Uh, they both clash heads, and from there, Dango made his comeback with big uppercuts in the corner, a side Russian leg sweep and his whatever they're calling it, shuffle thing. Uh, a Falcon Arrow also got him a two count. He heads up to the top and drills a double axe handle onto Myers, who is on the apron, taking him to the outside. Dango goes to slingshot over the top rope, but Myers pulls out the apron, or the skirt anyway, it's crotch Dango. Uh, he hit a roster cut on the floor, rolled him in the ring and hit another one and picked up the win. This is okay. Uh, I'm a fan of Brian Myers' work. I think he is as good as anyone in the ring on the Impact roster. It's just my brain that's sort of been melted by years of watching WWE and seeing the way that he was portrayed there, bit of a joke, uh, makes me sort of forget how good he is. I'm glad to see Dan go back on TV as well. I think he's signed a one-year deal. I think I saw with Impact, so that's good to see. I'd love them to get Tyler Breeze as well, um, because that's another hell of a talented guy that's not being used right now. They made a really good entertaining tag team as well, so I'd love to see that. Next, we see Giselle Shaw and Jai Vidal being arseholes, basically, to a load of people in catering. Until they walk into Deanna Parazzo as a go at them and then throws food in the face of Shaw. Santina Marella 
Uh, he comes in and makes a match between them at No Surrender. Trey McGill is being interviewed backstage about Crazy Steve. He says he wants nothing to do with him. and Then it goes all spooky-wookie as the lights go off and we see the Trey McGill symbol on the screens behind him, which start to bleed or something. Uh, you kind of heard Crazy Steve laughing. Not for me, all of this, but... Uh, Trey was pretty good in this, I would say. The Good Hands, John Schuyler and Jason Hotch, then come to the ring, cutting a heel promo, um, basically shitting on Florida. They then had this match versus Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James. Mickey and Hotch start the match, but quickly we get some double teams between Mickey and Tommy. Uh, same thing happens to Skyler as well. Dreamer sends both to the outside and delivers a running clothesline off the apron. Mickey hits a top rope cross body as well. Back in the ring, Dreamer puts on a Boston Crab, but he gets nailed in the back of the head. That's when the good hands take over. But Tommy comes back with a cutter and gets the tag to Mickey, who runs wild. She delivers a Hurricane runner and a Flapjack. She heads to the top and hits a Fez Press, but Skylar breaks up the pin. He gets his head kicked off, though, and both Tommy and Mickey hit DDTs and win the match. After the match, Bully Ray slid into the ring and attacked Tommy from behind uh, and sort of called Mickey on to him, but Masha Slamovich slid in behind her, nails her, uh, hits a snowplow and leaves her laying. I have to be honest, and that's what I always am on these podcasts the best bit about all of this was Masha Slamovich to be honest because she always looks so good Um, I think she looks the most realistic out of everything that happened here Mickey had a decent show in but she was made to look good as well by the good hands if I'm being honest I hate saying this because I've been a massive fan of his and he's done a lot of good for pro wrestlers, um, pro wrestling in general, especially in an office capacity. But I can do without seeing a Tommy Dreamer match from now on. As I said, I'm a big fan of his, but I don't think his work is anywhere near the level even he would like it to be if I'm, you know, I I don't want to go too fitted because, like I said, I love the guy. Uh, I just don't want to see a match from him. Continue the good work in the office and doing all the stuff that he does, but yeah, not for me. Backstage, Santino walks into Johnny Swinger and Zeki Dice, who say that Swinger was promised a title match before uh, Scott Moore got taken out. Uh, this is when Dango walks in and acts as Santino's deputy. and I think they said that he had to win 50 matches or something like that, and that's the new plan. That's what they're going to go and do. <clears throat> Steph Delander makes her debut in Impact. Uh, she was Persia Parotta in NXT, if any of you watched NXT back then. Uh, she cuts a promo 
putting the knock it, knockouts division on notice. Pretty rubbish promo, to be honest. She then took on Jordan Grace. Uh, Grace sends her to the outside early and delivers a baseball slide. As she is skinning the cat, though, Delanda pulled her to the outside and kicked her in the face. Back in the ring, she hits some splashes in the corner and a low back elbow for a two count. Grace fires up after no-selling a suplex and throws some hard strikes and a deadlift German for two. Uh, Delanda stops her with a big boot. She also gets two off that. Again, Grace fights back and hits the Grace driver and wins the match. Jordan Grace again looked good. I think she's really underrated um, and deserves a few more eyes on her. But Steph Delander didn't have a very good debut. A lot of her work was very basic and didn't really look that good. She also looked scared to take a bump, which isn't a good sign for a wrestler. Hopefully she can find some confidence um, with a bit more training. I don't want that to sound condescending, but she obviously needs it, so why not take it? Uh, yeah, a bit more of that, and she can come back a little bit better. I don't think this is very good at all. We then cut back again to Matt Cardona complaining to someone backstage about his dressing room. Um, so the guy says he knows there's somewhere else he can change, and basically kicks him out of the arena and tells him to change out there. Uh, that was kind of the thread of this show. Josh Alexander gets interviewed backstage about his upcoming title defence against Rich Swan. Uh, he gets interrupted by Kenny King, who wants a title shot. This is when Rich Swan got involved, and I think they're teasing a Rich Swan Kenny King match. Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde then took on the Death Dolls. Uh, Tyre Valkyrie started hitting hard strikes on Killer Kelly and a sliding German. Rosemary comes in and she's all over Killer Kelly. Uh, she delivered a nice exploder suplex and a form of sort of tarantula thing. Taylor Wilde tags in and she gets her ass kicked until Rosemary misses a clothesline and eats a backbreaker. Uh, Kelly hit a fisherman's suplex for two. Wilde is on the outside and she just keeps looking at tarot cards. Um, there's a double clothesline thing and Ty gets a hot tag, takes down Kelly. She hits a... Well, it was a blue thunderbomb. Not the best blue thunderbomb you'll ever see. That got her a two count. Uh, Kelly comes back with a punk kick. She goes to tag in Taylor Wilde again, but she won't tag in. So Tyre hit an assisted glam slam and won the match. What the hell was this utter crap? This Tyler, Taylor Wilde character sucks. Probably the one I think is one of the worst I've seen for a while in Impact. Um... They seem to like the old spooky stuff. She just looks like somebody cosplaying, if I'm honest. Um, and the whole tarot card thing 
just it's not for me at all. I like Killer Kelly, but she's way better than this rubbish. After the match, James Mitchell shows up and puts a hex on Rosemary. This is when Marty Bell and Alison Kay show up. They are called the Hex. Um, they take out the Death Dolls, leave some laying. A pretty good debut for them. Looking forward to seeing them, actually. I think they're pretty good, like their work in the NWA. Uh, Eddie Edwards gives Shearer a pep talk backstage and wants him to take out PCO in their match later. Motor City Machine Guns bump into Kushida backstage when Ace Austin and Chris Bay confront them. Uh, Chris Bay makes a challenge for no surrender and it looks like Kenta is is coming to impact, which is great news. And what a trios match that's going to be. Looking forward to that one. Uh, then we get Shearer versus PCO. PCO throws some hard shots and throws Shearer to the outside. He does a crazy-ass flip dive to the outside. Uh, he gets sent into the ring post, though, and Shearer takes over. He delivers a suplex, but PCO sits up. He goes to choking Shearer in the corner. It's a big clothesline, a re reverse DDT, and a moonsault for the win. Uh, the gimmick is so stupid, but there's just something about PCO that I love. Maybe it's because he's a crazy bastard, I don't know. It's just something there I really like, and the match was nothing. I'm not even going to bother talking about it, really. But, yeah, PCO, I'd, I don't know what it is I like about him. Matt Cardona finally gets into the arena and... He's off to find Joe Hendry before the match starts. This is when he comes across Brian Myers and a couple of the goons hanging out with uh, Joe Hendry. Cardona storms off. Frankie Kazarian is talking to Sammy Callahan backstage trying to find out what he's up to joining the design. When they appear and Frankie versus Con gets set up again for No Surrender. It's main event time, and Joe Hendry is uh, defending his digital media championship against Matt Cardona. Joe Hendry cuts a promo before this match, calling Cardona Edge's bitch again. Uh, Cardona hits a radio silence straight away and nearly wins it within seconds. Hendry kicks out, though, and sends Cardona to the outside and beats him around ringside. Back in the ring, Cardona gets drilled by a scoop slam and a stalling suplex, which gets Hendry the two count. Cardona then suckers him in a little bit and wipes out the legs on the apron, delivers a neck breaker on the floor when we go to a break. When we come back, Cardona's in full control. He uh, hits another couple of neck breakers, which both get two counts. Later, he locks in a guillotine, but Hendry powers out of that and hits a nice suplex. Uh, both guys throw hard strikes, but Hendry delivers a clothesline and a fallaway slam for two. <coughs> Cardona uses the referee as a distraction and low blows Hendry. He hits his running boots in the corner. Uh, oh, that gets him a two count. He goes and does it again. Hendry counters, though, and hits a gorilla press slam, followed by a cutter for a two. 
Cardona, though, hits radio silence again. But again, Joe Hendry kicks out. Uh, Cardona goes for one off a second rope, but gets caught with a powerbomb. This is when Brian Myers ran out and threw the digital media title in the ring as a distraction and behind the referee's back. Went to hit Hendry with the roster cut, but missed and connected with Cardona instead. Hendry hit the standing ovation and won the match. After the match, Moose hit the ring and went to spear Hendry. But again, he missed and hit Matt Cardona. As Hendry walks away, he gets a mic and tells production to play his song about Matt Cardona where he sings about being Edge's bitch. This was really good stuff and kind of saved the show a little bit uh, because the rest of it wasn't very good at all, if I'm honest. But this main event was really good. I love Joe Hendry, uh, somebody that I've been into for years. So I'm really happy that he's getting a big push in a decent-sized company. Um, And Cardona, he plays his part brilliantly as well. Looking forward to seeing what happens with him. Uh, I know there's rumours about WWE. There seems to be rumours about everyone going around at the moment. Whatever he decides to do, I hope he keeps this Matt Cardona um, character. Well, it's him, isn't it? But I want to see him as a heel if he goes to WWE or AEW or wherever he goes. Maybe another run in GCW. His work there was awesome. But we will see. And that is your Impact Wrestling review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back over the weekend with some more podcasts. We'll have the Smackdown and Rampage reviews coming out on Monday. But until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.